Section 9 of Irish Idols by Jane Barlow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 9. What they saw was the figure of a man in a long greatcoat, crouched all of a heap under the bank. Near him were ranged in a row half a dozen oranges, striking up a wonderful golden glow. A small grimy scrap of paper was spread out near them, covered with several piles of shillings and pennies and a silver thimble. Besides these, Tib the cat sat severely tucked up, apparently dissatisfied and irked by the situation. At the widow's exclamation, the man raised his head and was seen to be Tom Patman, looking haggard and dazed and as hollow-eyed as little Katie herself. Widow McGurk and Oddy and Andy stood in a line facing him. "'Whether now, Tom Patman,' said Oddy, "'and what might you be doing with yourself?' "'I'm sitting here,' said Tom. "'Och, musha, tell us something we don't know, then. Sitting there you are, sure enough, but what the mischief are you after, might I politely ax, or what you mean by it, at all, at all?' i'm sittin here said tom again and starvin i am and sittin and starvin i'll be more betoken till the end of me old life sure what else ud i be doin and meself to thank for it wid never a soul left belongin me in the mortal world nor a place to be goin to well to be sure said mrs mcgurk if that talk doesn't beat all that ever i heard and himself after traipsin off as promiscuous as an old hen that won't sit on her eggs and leavin his own flesh and blood behind him as if they were the dust on the road and then he ups and gives chat about never a soul bein left him twas tishy bad cess to her said tom och but it's the mischievous old devil skins is tishy mccrum it's herself stirred up martha that wouldn't be too bad altogether if she'd be let alone till the two of them had me tormented with tellin me the old man had pots of money he'd never spend as long as he had us to be livin on and that we'd all do a deal better if some of us slipped away aisy without raisin a row and left him for a bit while we'd be sellin martha's things and seein about gettin into a dacent little place instead of the whole of us to be starvin alive up at lisconnel that's nothing more than a bog bewitched and he after lettin us be sold up they said and all the while ownin mints of money so that we'd no call to be overly particular about leavin him to make a shift along wid the child if twas a convenience only he'd be risin a queer willabaloo if he knew we were goin anywhere troth i couldn't tell you the gabbin they had day and night and showin me the place he kept his bag hidden in and this way and that way och bedad themselves ud persuade the hair on your head it grew wrong side out if they'd a mind to it they might so said oddy supposin i was great gomeral enough to be mindin a word they'd say or the likes of them in his subsequent reports of the interview oddy always alleged that he had replied i very belike supposin it grew on the head of an ass which was certainly neater but oddy rafferty's repartees like those of other people are occasionally belated in this way 
so the end of it was tom went on nothin else ud suit them except gettin all readied up for us to be slinkin out in the evenin late faith i'd twenty minds in me heart again quittin little katie and she that bad however they swore black and white that me father'd be spendin all manner of money on her when he got us out of it and we were to be writin to them to come after us as soon as we were settled and everything agreeable so i went along but if i did ma'am sure when they'd got the bits of furniture sold the only notion they had was to be settin off to make fortins in the states and ne'er a word about katie and the old man och they had me distracted outrageous they were and the old thief of the world tishy allowin me sorra a penny so as i mightn't ha been bound to stop where i was but one day they thought they had me asleep in the room corner and the two of them was colloguin away at the table so all of a sudden tishy whips out me poor father's bag that i knew the look of right well when he used to keep his baccy in it and down she slaps it and it jingling with money what's that for you says she and the laws bless us said martha is it after takin that you are and what's to become of them creatures up at lisconnel och blathers said tishy you needn't be lettin on you didn't well know all this while i had it sure the old one might have plenty more hidden on us anyway i left them somethin to get along wid says she the five shillings said the widow och but that one's a caution real hard-workin and industrious she is observed andy them two do as well inside as out says tishy i'll just be countin the bit of silver says she but bedad i was fairly past me patience and ups i leaps and i grabbed a hold of the little bag och it's a queer fright i gave them that time and they not thinkin i was mindin real terrified they were said tom sittin up more erect and recallin this rare experience with evident complacency and leave that you omadon says tishy wid the look of a devil on her what foolery are you at now you thievin miscreant says i it's shankin off to the police i'll be and layin a heavy charge agin you for robbin and stealin and you after leavin the child there and the old man to starve without a penny to their names says i fog says she for that matter the fever is liker to have took her off wid no trouble to be starvin and maybe a good job too for everybody and be this and be that says i if i thought there was ever a fear of it tis ringin your ugly neck round i'd be this instinct let go with that bag says she sweepin up some of the shillings that was spilt the police says i and a heavy charge if there's another word out of your hideous head i vow and declare says martha i believe twould be the cheapest thing we could do wid him to let him take it and go sure he'd be devil a hapworth more use for an immigrant than the old cat there i was ape enough to bring along to pacify the childer so then tishy gave some more impudence but the last end of it was we came to an agreement that i'd take the note and the silver and they'd keep what bits of gold was in it 
and they'd go off with themselves whatever they pleased at all and i'd tramp straight back here to be looking after the child and the old man i bedad we settle it up civil enough and afore i went martha handed me out the old thimble and bid me bringin it to katie twas her mother's says she i was keepin for her and thick it is wid holes be the same token but don't say i be robbin it off of her and they told me to take tib along or else they'd be leavin her to run wild so i put her in the basket begorrer i believe hughie had a notion to be comin wid me and the cat for he was lettin woeful balls the last thing i heard of him so away i come wid the best o me haste och i knocked the queer walkin out of meself entirely and i stopped at the last big place i was passin to get katie the oranges and i was trampin it all the night after till just when there was a streak of the mornin over the bog i come into lisconnel but och we're a we're a the roofs off the house och and look at the block hole wid the rafters stickin through it and never a breath of smoke till me heart was sick watchin to see what might there be an odd one and the door clap clappin sure be that i well knew the child was dead and me father quit out of it or maybe buried himself and i after leaving them dyin and starvin so for afraid somebody be comin out and tellin me off i run away into the bog till i was treadin here in the cold wather and then i tumbled the old cat out of the basket that was scrawmin and yowlin desperate and i slung the basket into the stream there's the handle among them rushes and down i set under the bank i don't know how many nights and days it is at all but here i stop never a foot i stir to be lookin for bite or sup or lettin on i'm in it and anybody may take the bit of money and welcome i'd as lief be pickin up the dirt on the road for i'll just give me life a chance to end out of the world's misery and desolation now may goodness forgive you said the widow mcgurk it's a poor case to want the wit troth and yourselves the queer old child a certain mean-spirited aisy frightened slavine of a young bastoon but what sort of a contrivance is it you have on you at all at all be way of a head that you couldn't have the sense to consider the roof blowin off of a body's house would be the reason enough for them to be quittin out of it and no sign of dyin in the matter do you think the wind was apt to be waitin till there happened to be nobody within afore it got scatterin the thatch god help us all you've little to do to be squattin there talkin about desolations and miseries wid the two of them this instant minute sittin be the fire up at my place and sorra a hand's turned ailin them for be katie's a trifle contrary now and again though not bein entirely strong yet and bedad at that hearin reports of the occurrence used to proceed from this point the lep he gathered himself up with and the rate he legged it off musha he was over the hill while we were pickin up his things for him and as for the old cat that he tipped over it rolled a perch of ground before it got a hold of its four feet sure we were sittin there as quite as could be conceived the conclusion of this precipitate rush was thus recounted 
when all of a sudden we couldn't tell what come bouncin in at the door as if it had been shot out of the ends of the earth and had us all jumpin up and screechin till we seen it was only tom patman and he in such a takin you might suppose he thought something ud swallow up old joe and the child on him before he could get at them lisconnel's opinion was divided as to whether tom would actually have stayed and starved in his hiding-place had he not been discovered mrs mcgurk thought it likely enough the cat going back and forwards that way she said gave her an idea there was something amiss in it and that was why she took andy along deed and she got a queer turn when first she spied the chap crouchin under the bank she couldn't tell but he might have been a corpse brian kilfoyle's view was devil a much sure if he'd had e'er a notion to be doin' anything again himself there was plenty of deep bog holes handy for him to sling himself into and have done with it whereupon mrs sheridan crossed herself deprecatingly and said ah sure belike the creature wouldn't have the wickedness in him to go do such a thing her husband didn't know but he might them soft sort of fellows would sometimes stick to anything they took into their heads the same as a dab of mortar agin a wall and oddy rafferty supposed the fact of the matter was that if be any odd chanced they got a notion of their own they mistook it for somebody else's on one point however the neighbours mrs mcgurk not excepted were practically unanimous the utter flagitiousness namely of tishy mcrum there was a tendency to begrudge her the trivial merit of having voluntarily left behind her the five shilling piece as this marred that perfect symmetry of iniquity which is so pleasant to the eye when displayed by people of whom we have no opinion only mrs bryan said it was a mercy she had that much good nature in herself but even she added that the fewer of them kind of folk she saw coming about the place the better she'd be pleased and she hoped they'd got shut of them for good and all this aspiration seemed the more likely to be fulfilled when within a week or so the patmans heard from the family of tom's first wife who held out prospects of work for himself and a home for his father and katie an offer which was gladly accepted their departure left at the single trace of their sojourn in lisconnel tib the cat which remained behind a somewhat unwelcome bequest to the widow mcgurk indeed i fear the creature became a source of some annoyance to her because andy sheridan contracted a habit of addressing it by the name of tishy and bestowing upon it the same laudatory epithets with which the widow had been wont to justify her admiration for the energetic sisters it was on a hushed february morning that the patmans finally departed the smell of spring was in the air and filmy silvery mist had begun to float off the dark bogland in vanishing wreaths soft and dim as the frail slow blossom already stolen out over the withen black branches upon the ridge a jewel had been left in the heart of every groundling trefoil and clover leaf and the long rays that twinkled to them were still just 
tinged with rose here and there a flake of gold seemed to have lit upon the clump of sombre green furze bushes by which neighbours in a small lot stood watching the three generations of patmans dwindle away down the road with its narrow dewy grass border threading the vast sweep of sky-rimmed brown father and son walked while little katie bobbed along balanced in a swaying donkey pannier the widow mcgurk who felt a good deal of concern about the destiny of her late lodgers hoped they were going to decent people for there wasn't as much sense among the three of them as you'd put on a fourpenny bit at mrs quigley thought twould be hard to say which the young man or the old one was the foolishest for the blathers old joe talked about tom and the gabby tom made of himself over the child now that he had his own way with her was past belief and i can tell you said oddie rafferty there's folks going about that you'll want all the wits you ever had and maybe something tacked on to get the better of rightly Ogh, i question will they ever do any great things goodness help them said mrs sheridan twill be much if he keeps them outside the house well anyway said biddy ryan i'd liefer be in their coats fortin or no fortin than like them two ugly tempered women settin off to the dear knows where after robbin and plunderin all before them true for you then biddy said mrs bryan turning away from her wide outlook we're none so badly off when we're stoppin where we are instead of streelin about wid the notion of such villainies in our minds for sure enough she said as she faced round towards the grey peaked end walls and russet thatch of lisconnel the world's a queer place to get travellin through take it as you will end of section nine recording by james carson End of Irish Idols by Jane Barlow